You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of the Testudo Times Outtakes Podcast. I'm joined today by former Maryland men's basketball guard Eric Hayes, who played for Maryland from 2006 to 2010 including an impressive senior season where he averaged 11.3 points, four assists, and 2.5 rebounds per game. Thank you so much for joining us. What's going on? Oh, not a problem. Just uh, down here living in Nashville and, and working, so that's about it. And, yeah, so, you know, tell everyone what you've kind of, you know, been up to now. I know you were um, an assistant for, you know, Turgeon for a few years after, you know, you played overseas and stuff like that. So what have you been up to since? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, mean, I went overseas for a couple of years, uh, played in Spain and Lithuania, then came back as a graduate assistant for Turgeon uh, for two years, and uh, since then I've, I've been living in Nashville, um, and I've become a builder, so I've been build, building houses here in Nashville for a few years. Right, and so, you know, we'll kind of be going back a little bit. You played for Hall of Fame coach Gary Williams, and I have to ask, what is your, you know, favorite story or moment that sticks out, you know, from his days coaching you? I don't know. It's, it's so hard to pick pick uh, just one one moment or, or instant. Uh, I think just just going back and just, and just reliving, you know, the, the days in practice and, and a lot of people – uh, fans and, and whatnot don't need to see uh, and uh, he's, he was active and he's a really fun taking kind of a dry humor and uh, I just remember you know just cracking me up in practice whether it be yelling at somebody or being sarcastic to somebody or just joking around and I feel like uh, not many people got to see that side of, of coach Right, and so we're kind of going to dig a little bit through the time capsules. We look back through your time with the Terps, and I guess we'll start with a game from your freshman season. Um, in the first round of the 2007 NCAA tournament, you guys took down Davidson, and, you know, Stephen Curry was on that team. It was, you know, the year before he really went off, but, you know, he was still kind of a force and went off for, you know, 30 points and five threes in that game. What was it like, you know, just playing against him in that game? It was funny because I, I, I grew up, uh, playing AAU, and I we, we I ran into him a couple times during the AAU circuit. This is back, I mean, when you know, eleven and under, twelve and under, and he was, I mean, he was the smallest kid out there. He looked like he was two years younger than everybody. And uh, seeing him when he got to Davidson, and obviously he still looked very young, and and he was small and skinny. But uh, you know, it, I think maybe uh, that game against us in, in the tournament was kind of his coming out party for the years to come. Uh, I, I believe that next year is the year he, uh, he really went off and uh, was just the talk of college basketball. Right. Was there kind of like a specific game plan going in, you know, going up against a guy like that? Yeah, I mean, from, from what I can remember, he was obviously their, their focal point on the offense. And, uh, you know, we've had we had some pretty good defenders. I mean, we had, you know, we had DJ Strawberry, who was one of the better defenders in the, in the country that year as a guard. And, you know, he still was able to, and he takes a lot of shots, but he was still able to put up 30 against us. Uh, you know, luckily, his supporting cast didn't do as well as, uh, as he did that game, and we were able to kind of uh, uh, eke out a win against them in the first round. 
do you have any like inkling back then that he would ever be like at the level he's at now or whenever you were like playing against him when he was younger? No, I mean not not to, not to this level. I mean I thought he could he could get into the NBA and, and, and you know be a solid player. And, you know because I mean he shoots the ball so well that you know there's going to be a spot for him. But uh, the development of his range and just the, the rest of his game, uh, I did not see coming. I don't, I don't think many people did, uh, except maybe the, maybe the Warriors. Right, and moving on to your sophomore year, you know it wasn't the strongest season for Maryland, but you guys were able to defeat number one North Carolina, you know, on the road in Chapel Hill, and you guys were just eleven and seven heading into that game, and you know you were able to shock them. What stands out to you from that upset? Yeah, I mean, that, that sophomore season was, you know, that was one of the the toughest years I thought. I mean, obviously we didn't make the tournament that year, but I think. We, were, we, had, we had a lot of talent on that team, and then we just lost a bunch of bunch of close games that year to where, you know, mistake here or there, and, and we would have been in the tournament. I think we could have could have made some noise. But that particular game, I mean, we, we've had we, – I mean, the previous years we, we've had uh, pretty good success against Carolina. Um, I think out my, my four years, I think we were four out of five against them. And, uh, you know, we, we had confidence going in there regardless of what our record was. You know, nobody really – thought we had a chance going in there. I think that they had, they probably had like four or five lottery picks on that team. And, you know, we, uh, we were the big underdog, but we, uh, we went in that game, you know, having a lot of confidence, just knowing that, you know, if we just put it together for, you know, a 40 minute span that, you know, we could come out there with a win. And, uh, it was one of the, it was one of the biggest wins, uh, we've had, uh, that I had my four years there. What was the celebration like after that game? Uh, I mean, it was obviously crazy in the locker room, you know, jumping up and down. Coach Williams in the middle, middle of the pile, jumping up and down, and you know, it, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, you know, very joyous time. But also, you know, looking at like what we did, and, like where we had been before that game, you know, it's kind of a head scratcher of like, you know, why can't we put this together like we did tonight, you know, for the rest of the year, and, and why didn't we do that earlier in the year? So it was kind of a. I don't know. It was something that, you know, it was a great win. We had a lot of fun in the locker room, but it was also kind of one of those things where you're like, man, like, why can't, why can't we do this the, the rest of the year? You know, it was, just, it was a head scratcher for me. Right, kind of going off of that a little bit, you know, in your, junior, in your junior season, you guys beat, you know, two teams that ended up in the Final Four with, you know, Michigan State and North Carolina. You know, the Spartans were number five at the time. The Tar Heels were number three. And just throughout your you know years at Maryland, you guys were able to take down a lot of top teams, even if it wasn't necessarily the best season for you guys. What was it about kind of that group of staff and coaching staff, that group of guys and coaching staff that never really let a moment or a team's ranking get too big? Yeah, I think I think a couple of components come into them. I, mean, I think the way they the way they recruited, uh, you know, they recruited guys who, who kind of had a chip on their shoulder, or maybe a little bit under undervalued. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where the coaches really had, had belief in us and they, and they showed that to us in practices and, and, and throughout the week leading up to those games. And, uh, we knew that, uh, you know, we were going to be, going to be the best prepared team in the country because of Coach Williams and, and our staff that we had. And I think that really gave us, you know, the confidence of, you know, that, that we can play with anybody and, and we had the, the chemistry on, on that particular team that, you know, we, we felt like we could go anywhere and beat anybody. 
Right. And I mean, there's no way we could do this podcast without me asking about, you know, your senior day, uh, you know, for you and, and Grios Vasquez when you guys were able to beat Duke in College Park and, you know, get a share of the ACC regular season championship. And, you know, that was the year that Duke won the national championship. So, you know, what do you remember most from that game and just that, you know, historic moment for Maryland? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a, it was a huge game, not only because it was senior night, but, you know, this was a, it was a huge game between the top two uh, teams in the ACC that year. And it was going to be, you know, very vital for us to, to win that game in order to, to get a share of the of the ACC championship. And we, we had to win on the road after that. But we knew this was the game that we had to get. Um, and we, we felt that all year, our senior year, that we, we couldn't be beaten at home. You know, we we had to we had to win against Georgia Tech, where we were down and out, and and Cliff hit the buzzer beater. You know, after that, we just felt like we weren't going to lose at home. And uh, just the build up to that game, uh, obviously, Gravis is a is a big figure in Maryland Maryland history of sports. Uh, and uh, myself and Landon Melbourne, you know, we uh. We knew coming into that game that we weren't going to lose that game uh, and that it was a very important game for us. So it was just one of those things where we just we had the confidence going into that game that we were going to beat them. What was that moment like, you know, when everyone's storming the court after and just, you know, how excited, uh, you know, Comcast Center was at the time? Yeah, I mean, I've been a part of a couple of those. I think uh, maybe my sophomore or junior year, we beat Carolina at home and it was just storm but uh, this one's a little different just based on the fact that you know this is my senior year you know it's a huge game for us to get a share of the ACC championship and obviously that's crazy it's crazy when when you've got 16,000 people trying to get onto the court and you know it's a, it's a bit dangerous but uh, it's one of those things that uh, when you go to college to play play sports specifically basketball that uh, something you want to be a part of and uh, you know luckily uh, I was I got to, got to be a part of a, a few of those. Wait, and you mentioned you know just playing with Gravis. What was so special about him as a player from what you saw? Just you know practicing and playing with him every day. Well, just his it, I mean his work work ethic. You know he was you know obviously coming from where he came from. You know didn't have much growing up. Um, was kind of under recruited uh, when he was coming over here to, to high school at Montrose and just had a big chip on his shoulder and. Uh, you know, and, and just, I think he really matched up well with, with myself and, like, Landon Milbourne and the, some other guys who had, had very high IQ. Uh, and uh, we just really knew how to play with each other and we could really really knew what each other was going to do. So it really was, I mean, I think, I think the chemistry that year on my senior senior season was, uh, I mean, was bar none, the, the best I've, I've been a part of uh, in, in my college career. But, I mean, Gray was just, you know, whatever, whatever we needed from him, uh, whether it be, you know, getting 10 assists or getting 30 or getting 40 in a double overtime game at Virginia Tech. I mean, it's just, he always, he always rose to the occasion um, and always, you know, played biggest at the biggest moments. Right, and what was so special about, you know, that Maryland-Duke, you know, rivalry? And for you, how did that compare to the rivalry with North Carolina? Well, I, mean, I think just the history of of uh, growing up watching, you know, obviously I, I'm from Northern Virginia, so I grew up watching Maryland and, and the ACC and, you know, going you know, all the way back to, you know, the 90s. Um, just Duke and, and for some reason Maryland, you know, gave them but Maryland has some great teams, but Maryland gave them the, the biggest fits uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we wanted to continue 
you continue doing remember coming off the heels of you know 2002 championship you know 2004 we won the ACC tournament and just wanted to carry on that you know tradition of you know being a rival and you know and, and competing with them because they're, they're I mean, they're the staple of, of college basketball right now and we wanted to be up there with them and uh, we just wanted to we just want to continue that tradition of of, of, of playing and, and beating the, the best teams in the country and you know obviously the the Maryland uh, Duke uh, rivalry was, was one of the best best in sports and how did the North Carolina rivalry compare for you you know it wasn't as much <clears throat> wasn't much of a hatred between the fans uh i think i don't know it's just uh it seemed that carolina was always always a you know a top 10 team when we played them or maybe the exception of one or, one or two times and it was always felt like a big game but it didn't quite have the i don't know the uh pizzazz or or the, the meaning meaningfulness of of a, a duke I don't know if it's just based, but because of, of what what's happened in, in the past and and, and where uh, where rivalries have started, but I don't know. I think I think just the Duke at just another another level for our fans that they just disliked them so much and uh, they didn't have that same same feeling uh, towards uh, the Carolina fans. Right, and were you you know sad at all when Maryland left the ACC? Like, how tough is it to not see you know the Terps and Blue Devils you know play each other anymore? Yeah, it is tough because I mean I grew up on the ACC and you know I <laughs> that, that's what I grew up wanting to play in the, the conference I wanted to play in and, and, and all the rivalries throughout you know whether whether it be Virginia like Virginia Maryland Carolina Duke I mean all, all those all those rivalries were were something I, I grew up on and and having having to leave that you know was <laughs> it's tough to swallow uh, for, for myself and I'm sure a lot of fans who, who grew up on Maryland basketball. Um, but, you know, times change and, and you know, now I, I've, <laughs> I, I see myself trying to watch the Illinois, uh, Illinois North, Northwestern game on a, on a Tuesday night instead of a, you know, a North Carolina State Wake Forest game. It's just something that I've, I've, I've had to get used to learning new, new schools and, in, in, in watching a new style of, of basketball, but uh, you know, I think the Big Ten uh, obviously has has been great so far. I mean, over the, since we've been in the in the league, we've been one of the better conferences, and maybe even better than the ACC. So I think uh, overall, I mean, it's it's been tough. I wish we still were in the ACC, but uh, Big Ten's a pretty a pretty good uh, second second choice. Right, and I'll get your thoughts on you know this past season a little bit, but I have to ask: besides the ones you know we discuss, are there any other you know, moments or memories from your career at Maryland that kind of still stick in your mind? Um, well, I mean, obviously my senior year was uh, pretty special. Um, just, just that whole year. And then, I mean, obviously it didn't, didn't end uh, in the way we, we would have liked. We, we felt like that year we could have, could have made a, a real deep run and, and had a chance of, of doing something special. Um, so I mean I think I think just my whole senior year in you know you know in a whole was you know about as good as you could get without without the ending that, that that happened. And you mentioned playing overseas a little bit after your career at Maryland. What was that experience like? Just you know playing in a completely new country and you know having to adjust to you know different cultures and languages. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a big adjustment for me. Um, you know I've. Uh, I went to Maryland. I want to stay close to my family. I want one of them to, 
to be able to come, you know, see me play every game and and being over there and not having <clears throat> having the support that you are used to having is, is a big change. Um, playing wise, I, I I really enjoy playing. Um, you know, the culture shock is, is, is definitely something something real. Um, you know, when you, when you go in there and you're you're one or two Americans in a, in a Spanish speaking country that barely any anybody on the team speaks English, it's a it's quite an adjustment. Um, but you know, it's something that uh, not many people get to experience, and I'm just uh, was very grateful to to have that experience. Right, and then you joined Mark Turgeon's staff as an assistant in 2012. What you know drew you into coaching, and you know, wanting to work with him and his staff. Well, or, sorry, yeah, as a know, assistant. Yeah, yeah. So my my, my, my dad was a coach. Um, you know, he, he he coached me growing up all the way through high school, and uh, I felt like there was something that. I, I know in the back of my mind that I wanted to pr- try to pursue, uh, you know, after playing. So I, I just love being around the game and love love helping guys, and, and uh, felt like it was the right time and, and best opportunity to try to uh, to go back to alma mater and, and and go that route. So uh, it was just one of the decisions I made that I was felt like I was I was done playing and, and, and wanted to want to pursue coaching. And was that something that you kind of wanted to stick in long term? Like, what did you like about coaching? What made you, you know, decide to move on from it? Yeah, I mean, coaching is a funny thing. I mean, I, I uh, you know, I got there and uh, I was a graduate assistant, um, and uh, I, I had a great time, you know, with the staff there. I had a great time, you know, working with players and and, and doing the different roles that I had to fill as a graduate assistant. Uh, and after after my two years, you know, it's kind of a you know, you're on on the search for for a real a real assistant job, and you know, college basketball is a very uh, I don't know. It's a very uh, you got you got to got to know people in the right situations to a lot of times to get to get jobs. And at that point in time, there wasn't really a lot of guys that I knew that had jobs or had openings out there. And it was just one of those things where, for whatever reason, didn't work out. Um, and I just decided, you know to go a different direction and, and, and see where it takes me, you know. Who, who knows what, what the future will hold if, if somebody I know gets a job and they're looking for somebody, and, you know. I, I won't rule that out, you know, in, in the future. But uh, as, as of now, you know, I'm not coaching. Uh, I, I do miss being around basketball, but uh, I'm enjoying just being a spectator at this point. Right, and so watching Maryland basketball this past season, you know, it seems like your senior season was mentioned a lot throughout the year just with them getting a share of a conference you know, regular season conference championship for the first time since, you know, your senior season, some of, you know, Gravis's, you know, different scoring and other things being broken and stuff like that. Uh, were you watching along? Like, what did you think of this, of the team this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I'm, I might have missed one game all year. I mean, luckily, uh, all these games are, are on nationally and, uh, I think that's one of the great things about the Big Ten Network is you know, I can watch it here whenever, really. And, uh, no, I mean, I thought, I thought the team was, you know, from start to finish, there was a little bit of a, a lag in the middle of the year where they weren't playing as well. But I feel like they, uh, you know, they had a great year, obviously. I mean, they were in the big, probably in the top ten for a majority of the year. Um, you know, I had you know, All-American in, in, in sticks and, and one of the, you know, the all-time greats. Uh, careers in, in Anthony and the supporting cast, uh, you know, was 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 good as well. And I, I, just, I felt like 
it's disappointing that the you know the season had to end because I thought I thought they thought they could have a chance of, of doing something special uh, to go along with their uh, you know, regular season accomplishments. Right. What was your reaction to that? To just see kind of everything canceled and the sports world kind of come to a stop. I mean, it was it was a shock. Obviously, you know, I, I, going into it I, as it was leading up, I I thought for sure they would you know, probably play the games without without any fans, and I would have been I've been okay with that. I mean, I'll, at least we get to watch something. I think it would have been kind of kind of weird and funny to to see games with you know nobody there. Um, but obviously, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta put the health interests and, in, you know, at the top of the, top of the list for everybody. So it was, I mean, it was very unfortunate and obviously, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sports junkie. So, I mean, I'm missing, I'm missing hockey. I'm missing watching the Caps. I'm missing watching the Nats right now. I'm missing watching, you know, Maryland. So, I mean, it's like, uh, trying to find out, figure out different things to do with my time now that, uh. I can't watch any sports. Yeah, how are you spending your time now without sports? Are you watching any shows? What are you doing to kind of fill that void? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been uh, browsing Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and just trying to, to watch as many different shows as possible and uh, and, and, and do a little, little reading as well. So we're trying to fill the void as best as possible. So I know a lot of players have just been watching their old highlights. Have you gotten to that point yet? I've not gotten to that point. No, no, I'm not. I've never. I was never big and really watching my own highlights or tooting my own horn or whatever. But uh, you know, I did. I have. I have seen. You know, just some clips of you know of our senior night and that type of stuff. You know, leading up to you know the the Big Ten uh, first win in the Big Ten this year. But I haven't. I haven't gone to to old old games yet. Uh, who knows? Maybe if this lasts a, a few more few more weeks or months, I'll. Uh, I'll end up, end up diving in, but as of now, no. All right, and I think that's all I have. Thank you so much for, you know, joining the podcast. And I'm, you know, Terp Nation loved that, you know, 2009-2010 team, and it was cool to kind of see so many throwbacks of that team this year. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me.